Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor and today we are visiting with folks from the Outreach Program. We have Sean Hansen with us, Executive Director, and Tina Foster who is a board member. Ladies, welcome to Community Focus. Thank Thanks you. for having us. Uh, I hear you are busy, Sean. <laughs> yeah, so it's been a while since we've been out um, on the radio, so I think just a quick update of what's going on. Obviously, we're a humanitarian food aid organization located in Niswa, yeah. and uh, we package 10 different meals that go out to local area food shelves, community meal programs, shelters, uh, backpack programs, all that kind of stuff, and we've been busy. Um, we kind of estimated at the beginning of our year we'd probably be a 400,000-ish meal facility this year. Wow. We've just already done our first 150,000, oh. just ordered our next ingredients for the next 150. So I would say we're probably more on projection to 500 to 600,000 meals by the time we're done this year. And for mm. most people, they realized when we rebranded from Kids Against Hunger to Outreach, we changed our mission. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, today, our mission is to feed families in Minnesota first. That's our priority. 80 to 90% of the food that we pack today stays in Minnesota and the rest is either used for disaster relief or uh, international distribution. So we're feeding people right here in our communities, which yeah. is really important. Yeah, um, and, and let's uh, flesh that out a little bit more because uh, the partnerships have grown as you focused on Minnesota. Yeah, so a couple of the things that have really popped for us is the need for backpack programs for kids when they're not in school. Yes. So we have a great partnership with Bridges of Hope and Operation Sandwich. So we'll be partnering up with them all summer. That's a local program here in the Brainerd, Niswa, Pine River area. We're also going to be part of the Lunch Bunch program over in Crosby this year. They so are that's doing that again this yes. year. Okay. So that's pretty cool. And uh, one of the things that I think we're the most proud of in the last two months is uh, a new partnership with Second Harvest North out of Grand Rapids. So for a lot of people, they know that Second Harvest brings around a fresh produce truck into communities once a month, and we are now part of that program. So mm -hmm. as you're out at CLC for that distribution here in Brainerd, we're also there. We're also in Bacchus, and uh, this next week we start in Palisade. So that's a great relationship to build with the food bank of Second Harvest North. They come in. People drive through, they get fresh produce, great food from Second Harvest for free. Mm -hmm. And then they come past us and they get a pantry pack box that has 42 meals in it that they also get to take home from and the for outreach those, program. Those who are not familiar with the outreach program, when you say packed meals, explain what we're talking about here, what people receive. So we're a volunteer organization. So all of our meals come in in bulk ingredients and we bring volunteers in to actually do the meal packing. So it's a little assembly line, eight to 10 people work together. And at the end, we seal the bag. Mm -hmm. And we have breakfast products. So we have a couple oatmeal products that we have. We have three lunch dinner pasta, three lunch dinner rice, and two desserts. Wow. So when we go out and somebody gets a meal bag from us that has six meals inside that bag, and they only need three to eight cups of boiling water to make any of our foods, Wow. And they are nutritionally balanced, uh, formulated by Iowa State University. So you get protein, you get vitamins, you get minerals. All of that is included in that pack. You mm -hmm. simply just need boiling water to make it. And you need the volunteers, as you mentioned. And I know you're always taking those. And if you've ever gone to a packing event, I mean, you guys jam out. You have fun. It's <laughs> not just let's stand here and pack food. I mean, you guys are rocking and rolling and just having a really good time doing good for others. Absolutely. So it's kind of a win-win, right? We need our volunteers to come in. Um, and help us do our mission. 
but we also know that as volunteers come in, they're getting exposed to something that's really good for their community. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do not know how to look in somebody's eyes and see hunger. Yeah. yeah. But even right here in the BLA, where we assume that a lot of people are thriving, uh, 30 to 40 percent of all of the people that live in this area live under the poverty level. And at the end of the day, after they've paid all of their bills and their mortgage payment, their rent payment, utilities, they only have X dollars to go to that grocery store. And sometimes it just doesn't stretch enough. Mm -hmm. So we have amazing food shelves that help out. And then our meals are also at that food shelf. So it's all good stuff. It's awesome. Uh, Tina, tell us about uh, you've been a board member. Uh, It's pretty exciting to see the growth, isn't it? Absolutely. Started out as a volunteer many years ago, and once Sean came onto the board, or became executive director, I came onto the board. And it's been, actually, maybe even before that. It could be, yeah. Yeah. You lose tech after years, but we've, she and I have been friends for many years, and the, the opportunity to work now in this organization. Yeah, so that's our exciting news for you guys today. You guys are the first to know. We haven't even put it out in a press release yet but uh, Tina's been a board member of ours for a long time Uh, we did some strategic planning back in 21 and it kind of indicated to us that we were ready to expand and grow our staff and so we just now May 1st brought on Tina she's our new community coordinator for our organization so we're super thank you super excited fills my heart to to do this job just really love it all around that you know the downside is that people are hungry the upside is that we're able to fill that need so that's awesome congratulations tina thank you yeah Yeah. somebody asked us like what's community coordinator so you know you have to find a title for people as they come in (laughs) and one of the things that we recognized we needed was um you know there's an element of my job as the ed to go solicit for money to keep us funded to keep us going we also have some big fundraising events that we do um tina and i've worked together for a long time in various capacities so the community coordinator position will be someone that's the key contact for when you're signing up to volunteer. Mm. Um, she'll also be the one that's in charge of all that distribution channel stuff that we do, where we're going, how we get our Logistics. food there, yeah. what communities we can help support, and then start to identify maybe some community partners that we can work with. And then, of course, from an event facilitation, she's been doing event uh, planning and coordinating for a long time. So mm-hmm. um, those are the kinds of things that you're going to see her do. So I'm going to call her the jack of all trades because you'll see her doing many things that I do. But we're also going to be doing so much of that in partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, and that'll be a good thing for our organization. Yeah, Fantastic. Excellent. You know, there's, there's a lot of people working to feed those hungry folks in their community, but you are such a great partner now. As you mentioned, even little towns like Palisade, we forget that sometimes these smaller communities, they have to go a distance to find a food shelf. And so to be able to bring this in there is really, it's great. So I'm kind of glad you touched on that because you're a couple months ahead of us of what we really want to do, but we're really focusing right now on where there is not food shelves. Mm -hmm. So. As a great example, there's an awesome food shelf up in Pequot. Yes. It's a great food shelf, right? But then you could go to another community like Bacchus. They don't have a food shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be looking out to say, hey, maybe they can't get into a local area food shelf, so what if we came to them? What mm-hmm. if we had a day that we showed up in a community and we're in a parking lot at a church or a gas station or wherever, and we said, we can help take care of you. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
if somebody is listening, you know, in one of those, say, communities that's smaller and thinking, yeah, uh, we know that there's a need here, can they just contact you and maybe get that ball rolling here for the Absolutely. We'd love it because for us to be able to help identify those communities that need our support, Mm -hmm. um, that would help us do our planning. Sure. And again, staying really focused. I'll say I always pick the Brainerd Water Tower as a good key, right? And if you can look out that 60 to 80 mile radius of there, that's our primary focus. Okay. Not that we don't want to do Southern Minnesota, but our donor base is is pretty much from the BLA. Mm-hmm. And we want to make sure that we're taking care of those folks first. Mm-hmm. And then we'll expand as we, as we can. Awesome. I think the other things that we're doing, if you saw on our social media yesterday, is we are now putting small carts, I would call them, in some specific locations, like at the soup kitchen, at the women's shelter, mm-hmm. at Alex and Brandon. And there's a note on it that says take what you need mm-hmm. and it's not only for the the guests that are staying at those places or coming to those places it's also for the volunteers that come in there or the staff yeah for that matter so we've got people that will go around replenish those bins keep them going mm-hmm. so if you know of a place where you think that would be beneficial our ultimate goal would be to have one in every elementary school mm-hmm. in the area yep. so that when parents come they just take it no questions asked yep I know from uh, volunteering at the food shelf or at the um, sharing kitchen. bread soup kitchen, we uh, make a meal and there are so many people that request, do you have any left over that I can take with me? And too often you've run out serving everybody that's there. Absolutely. So no. that's the beauty about that, right? You're asking someone on the back end what they need to have access to is basically a hot plate and water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all they need to be right. able to have nutritional food. We talked about volunteers. You always need them. How does someone <laughs> sign up? Uh, it sounds like, as Tess described, it's kind of a fun thing with music and. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so wait till you see our new PA system we just put in. Oh, really? Yeah. Even louder. Okay. I, I'm pretty sure the people over at Structures International across the street aren't going <laughs> to like us so much. Um, so you know, with COVID, before COVID, we used to do lots of public packing. That's really how everything was done. Mm-hmm. COVID came and we had to change our model a little bit. So we did a lot of like small group packing where mm-hmm. it was coordinated by a group. So from a public packing standpoint, we have not done a lot of that open door policy, I guess, but that's changing now for us in June. Um, so we will start publishing some of our public pack dates. We're going to say to you, hey, on Friday night from 6 to 9, we're going to be open. We need people to pack. You'll just go into Sign Up Genius, click a spot, sign up, come in, be surrounded by 8 to 40 other like-minded people that want to give back to the community and pack some food. So we'll start doing that in June again. And that's exciting, too, because that took us a while to get there. Mm -hmm. Um, With everything with COVID and just everything in general, we always want to make sure our volunteers are safe and feel comfortable in the space. Mm -hmm. So we can pack with as little as eight people, and we can pack with as many as 40. Wow, that's fantastic. And I would assume you'll post that information on a website? Website, Facebook. We're just going to do a refresh to our website. It's a little outdated, so we'll do that. We're pretty pretty good about our Facebook pages. We'll let you guys know so maybe you can shout that out a little bit. Because if you remember back in 2019, our relationship with Hubbard was pretty amazing in that uh, we needed to find a bunch of volunteers to pack like a hundred and some thousand (laughs) meals for the Bahamas. And I'm pretty sure 99% of our volunteers came through your guys' push on your radio station. So we always appreciate that you guys are great partners for Happy us. Happy to help. Absolutely. And I got to ask, being a mom, is this a good opportunity for kids? Is there an opportunity for kids to volunteer and to pack? Is there a minimum age limit? So yes and no. How okay. about that? <laughs> so we have jobs for kids for sure from ages 8 and up. Okay. When you look 
behind, go lower than that. Uh, some of them, it's not that they can't do it. They just don't have the attention span to do it sure. for an hour and a half. Absolutely. Right? Yep. Um, but we also have other little fun jobs. Like when that little one can't do it, we pull them off to the side and we let them sticker bags or something oh, cool. along that line. So, yeah, when you call in, just let us know kind of the mix of the people you want to have come. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure, uh, if they're 12 and up, there's like no hesitation. They can do every one of the jobs there right. and they have the stamina for it. Okay. And I know in the past, too, and I want to say this was pre-COVID, uh, sometimes you went out to churches and actually set up packing stations at remote locations. Is that something that's back up and running, or oh are you going to continue that? How? What about that aspect? So that is definitely another part that has expanded for us in our organization. Um, we, we very rarely went out. We usually did everything in-house. Mm-hmm. That's changed a lot for us. So just a couple weeks ago, we were up in Walker. Mm-hmm. Um, and did a remote pack. We've been in St. Cloud doing remote packs. We've been in Battle Lake. Um, you name it. We go to ATEC in here in a business, right, in Brainerd. Wow. And we go in and pack with their employees. So remote packing definitely is an option for people. Okay. It's a great way for people to say, hey, we can't get to Niswa. Mm-hmm. Can you come to us? So definitely if you're interested in um, it's a pretty humbling experience to be able to go through it. Right. It's I'll pretty bet. eye-opening when you get to be on the front side. It is. I like that idea of a business contacting you to have a remote pack right at business, get the employees going. Yeah, we've been at ATEC several times. We went to St. Cloud to Ike Motors, and we actually did it at both of their locations, right inside the dealership, That's so right cool. in their front door. Mm-hmm. So if a guest came in to look for a car, they yeah. saw the employees of Ike Motors packing food. That's amazing. That's really neat. And, of course, these meals are not free. They do, as you said, there's fundraising that goes on. Um, how can folks, if, if maybe I can't stand there and pack, but I certainly can make a monetary donation, can you break it down roughly, you know, how far a dollar goes with Absolutely. Your so our meals cost us 30 cents a meal. Wow. So if you're looking at that bag that feeds a family of six, the raw ingredient cost for us to do, that's $1.80. So imagine you can Man. feed an entire family on $1.80. Mm. So imagine what even five dollars, right? Be, $6, so we tell people, know? hey, we we love the big donations. If mm-hmm. you are a, a somebody that really wants to make a great impact, by all means, please consider us as one of your uh, donator spots. But the small amounts add up, mm-hmm. and that's truly what it means. So if you have five dollars or ten dollars that you want to spare. I can do, give you a couple places. Stop at Von Hansen's. Stop at Cashwise. Put the five bucks in the jar that sits right there for us. Mm-hmm. Mail it to us. You can go online and give to us. Um, but any amount greatly helps us continue the mission of yeah. feeding people. Yes, and Sean, you also mentioned fundraisers, and you have one coming up here before too long, don't you? We do. So uh, our largest fundraiser is always in October, and that's our uh, Fishing Den Hunger event, which is great. It's got legs. It's on its 11th year. It's amazing. We are in our third year of Clay's Den Hunger, which is an August event. So the first two years that we held the event, it was a two-day shooting event out at the Lakeshore Conservation Club in partnership with the Gun Club. And this year we are making one change, and it's going to be a one day. It's going to be Saturday, August 5th. So uh, we had a lot of people that wanted to participate in the event, um, especially a lot of people that don't live around this area. Mm -hmm. But for them to come up here for a two-day event in the summer is just next to impossible. One, because there's no place to get a place to stay. (laughs) Um, And two, it's a little bit more costly for them. So we just decided that we figured it out. We're going to change it and do one day, um, August 5th. And... The reason that that one started was from David Grell. He's part of the gun club, and he yeah. came to me one day and said, I have an idea. He said, you guys do a fishing tournament, and people used to fish to feed their families, right? 
He said, what about a Clay's tournament? What if we did something about uh, trap shooting? Because people hunt to feed their families. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, they do. So it's a beautiful combination that we've created with the gun club. A portion of that helps uh, them support youth trap Mm. at local schools. And then the other portion um, comes to help feed people. So August 5th, that's a change. We're just now getting our website switched over to show that it's a one day versus two. Okay. okay. Can people register for that right now or is a little wait on June that? 1st. We're going to. June gonna, 1st, okay. Yep. We just, we just made the decision this last week to yeah. switch it. And so now we'll get everything updated. So June 1st, they can start registering. What's well, your website again? Uh, for that, it's claysedendhunger.com. And okay. if you're a fisherman um, and you want to chase a, a, a walleye on Gull Lake in October, that's fishingdendhunger.com. And then, of course, if you want to find us, it's outreachprogrambla.org. Okay. Man, you guys got a lot going on. That's and why you need to bring Tina in and yeah. more to come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations Thank again. You. Yeah. And we'd really like to shout out to uh, the Brainerd Lakes area mm-hmm. because with when we rebranded in 2019, we knew there was a need. But the community helped us define what that need was. Mm-hmm. And our community has helped support those endeavors. And there was a mind shift change when we went from uh, helping people overseas versus helping people at home. Mm-hmm. And uh, really thank uh, all of the people that have been volunteer supporters of us, financial supporters of us right here in the BLA. Yep. Very good. Mm-hmm. Ladies, thank you so much for being here to talk about the outreach program and the wonderful work that you're doing here in uh, Minnesota. <laughs> and we hope to see a lot of volunteers get signed up real soon. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Thanks, ladies. Sean Hansen is the executive director, Tina Foster, board member, and now employee with (laughs) the Outreach Program. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. Don't forget our Community Focus programs can be found anytime on our website. Go to 1067wjjy.com. You can also listen through our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.